0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Right, all right. Hey, wherever you may be, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. I'm your host Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker reportcom dot com. You guys, please follow me on all of my social handles. You can find me follow me on Twitter at Locker underscore Report, on Instagram Locker Report one hundred, on Facebook Locker Report on dot com, and also Locker Talk podcast on Facebook but also go to YouTube and subscribe to the channel like a talk podcast is growing uh, well over a thousand um, subscribers. make sure you guys join the party where you'll find out some good nFL content in this video format, but most importantly, always go to the airtime pro to check this show out on this on its scheduled listings all right folks, I hope everybody is doing well definitely make sure you guys been really busy um and everything so be busy on the the professional side and personal side, was good to come back home to hear you, you know, to be able to speak to you guys and you you guys some good NFL content. And we're not going to waste no time. We're going to get right into what's been happening um, in the league in regard to the players from the NFL Regional Combine platform, talking about what happened in week 12, I mean in week 13, and then we're going to get right into what to expect for week 14. Uh, but to start the show off, the NFL had announced the nominees for the Player of the Year Award. Uh the Player of the Year Award, um, at first was called the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. It was a, a award that really showed and showed how a particular player what they did off the field as far as with being uh, doing charitable things, being philanthropists, things they did to help their communities. And this uh award is nothing new. It's something that really started I believe it back in the late eighties or early nineties. But it started to become now a fixture amongst the awards in the NFL. You know, we have your Players of the, of the Year, you know, your MVP, and then your Rookie of the Year, offense and defense. Now, the Man of the Year award is pretty much a big deal, as if it's the league's MVP, uh, because so much goes into it. And each team uh, are, are each team is allowed to nominate at least one player. And this year, the Indianapolis Colts had nominated Kenny Moore II. And Kenny Moore II is actually, actually the, the first um, regional combine player to be nominated for this award. Um, and he served me correctly. I believe that Adam Dillon, Adam Dillon came in close one time. But Kenny Moore, first time uh, regional combine player, has been nominated for this prestigious award. And it would be great to see him put it off and, get the you know, win this award this will really really, really will be a big deal for him. Like for any other of, of those players. Definitely will be a big deal um, for them coming from a division two school of out there state, you know, to come in undrafted, I'm um, going through the process to get to the certain point where he can live out his dream, which was which he's which he is doing right now. I really believe that he's definitely a Pro Bowl player. Um this year, I think he's really setting himself up. Uh, for great things, Uh, you bring some hardware this year. And if he can get this, this will be really, really huge. Something I probably probably would go on a limb to say that probably was not on the radar. But when you're a giver, things like this happen. And for him to be recognized to be a nominee, this is still a huge, huge deal. So congratulations to Kenny Moore. You know, definitely look forward to seeing your success and hopefully you, you know, pull off this great, great achievement by winning the 2021 Man of the Year award. All right, now, talking about that, now let's get into some gear about the players from the platform, what they did in week 13, and then talk about what some of the players to watch out for for week 14. Now, one thing I would say when it comes to professional football players, professional athletes, what separates professional athletes is their approach to the game of football. And their approach to the game of football is always, always at the highest level. Now, you can say a lot about a player who, or better yet, a team, a team that they know at the start of the season, everybody's dream is to get to the Super Bowl and win it. That's everyone's goal. But there are teams that they know and the public knows that, okay, this team is not a Super Bowl contender, but yet to release, come away with having a winning season is the goal that everyone so of know that they can achieve at least that. But when you're in a situation where you only won just two games and you know going into week 13, you're eliminated from any playoff conversation, period. But yet you still have the passion to go on the field and play as if you're fighting for the number one seed or you're fighting for your division or you have a legitimate chance to make something happen in the postseason. That's where the professionalism kicks in at. And when you think about the Houston Texans, knowing that those, these guys are not going to the uh, postseason, that their season is initially over, but yet the professionalism, the way how the guys are so passionate to still play with the pride they have, these volumes. And this is why another reason why these guys are professional athletes. And one particular athlete I'm talking about, Kumar Cushet Hill. came through the process in 2016. Kumar Cushet Hill had himself a phenomenal week, 13 performance, where he is now having his name in the record book, at least in the Houston Texans record books. Kumar Cushet Hill had finished with 19 tackles, 19 tackles against the Colts. Now, the Colts did beat them, 31 to zip. But what should not be denied or get overlooked is his performance as he still went out there and played hard like professionals should do in any given situation, not giving up, fighting high. So he was able to set a franchise record, a franchise single-game record in tackles with 19 and in doing so setting a personal one-game single-game Single game tackle record on his on his own self to uh, to be able to do so. So to accomplish a big feat like this was great. Now give a little history about the Houston Texans with their totals of tackles. The tackle record was set by Jamie Sharper in 2003, when he had 17 tackles. 17 tackles, not once but twice in that one season. Jamie Sharper came over as a, a free agent after. Um, coming from the Baltimore Ravens where he did win a Super Bowl. So he came over as this new young team, fresh franchise starting, to bring in a veteran guy to come over to help get this team onto the you know, next level, bringing some defensive wisdom, bringing in a veteran. So he was one of the players that was pulled off the Ravens, so to speak, to go to Houston, Texas. And in 2003, two games in that one season where he had 17 tackles, in 2014, former linebacker Brian Cushing, he equaled the same total in a game in 2014. And last year, last year, you heard me talk about this, young man, a lot last year, and Terrell Adams, who is now currently with the San Francisco 49ers. He hauled off with 17 tackles um, in a single game last year, tying the record. It almost seemed as though that no one from the Houston Texans could actually beat or get more than 17 um, tackles in a game. But Kumar Tumshay Hill was able to do so in week 13. The 19 tackles, my fault, 19 tackles against the Indianapolis Colts was a real big deal for him. And he definitely was excited about his achievement, although I know he wish he uh, wanted more to do, but he is happy and honored by this achievement. And, One of the statements that he said, it's an honor. I can't lie. My whole career has been pigeonholed as a good special teamer, come in on core downs, and I have this accomplishment, like this franchise, a place I want to be. Just proves to everyone that I can be a real starter, a real player in this league, a legit player. But I did not play a perfect game for sure. I left a lot. Of plays out there, and there's always room for improvement. End quote. So yes, he's happy that he made history for himself and also for the franchise. But like every professional that that cares about this game, but getting the win is all what it's about. And when you and from his statement, when he given this breakdown about his whole career being pitching hole for being a special teamer coming down on core situations, basically giving uh, a nutshell about what his career has been. When he came through the process in 2016, everything looked pretty good because the New England Patriots had drafted him in a, the sixth round. But the sixth round, the seventh round, we all well, at least I identify the sixth and seventh round as just an early invite to a camp. So it didn't work out. He wound up getting released right before the 53-man roster was set. The Eagles picked him up off waivers. Was, was there for a couple of years, mainly on special teams. Did a lot. He even, even had on um, kicking field goal and had a kickoff against the Dallas Cowboys in one year. I mean, this did was a Swiss a Swiss, a, a Swiss Army night. He did manage to win a Super Bowl, going against the New England Patriots. So he is an NFL champion. But now he's looking to find a home somewhere he can stake his claim to sign that big deal that has that had been eluding him for the longest time thinking last year that when he was in the Miami Dolphins, that would have been the year that he'll probably see a big payday. They only signed him to a one-year deal. Last year, a little banged up, not as consistent on the field as much, signed the one-year deal with the Texans. Now, this year he's been healthy. He leads the team in tackles right now with 83 tackles, 54 of those are solos, three sacks, 10 tackles for loss, five quarterback hits, one interception, two passes to and two forced fumbles. I mean, he's filling the stats. This should be the year after this year that he should finally be recognized as he said in his statement. I'll be a real starter, a real player in this league, a legit player. And to know that you're a legit player is when you sign yourself a big multi million dollar deal. I really believe that this will be the year after this year he'll finally, finally ink a deal that he deserves and also, making a statement that he wants to be in Houston, he wants to be there. So he made it clear to the team, he made it clear to the fans that he is committed to this franchise and he want to be here for the big overhaul. So Kumar Crusher Hill, great job and what you did in Week 13. Still expecting great, great things to come for you. You listen to this is Locker Talk on the Bashir News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host. Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashboard.com. Now, in that same game, in that same game, Kenny Moore the second, you know, the, the coach um, player, a nominee for Man of the Year, he walked away from the game with four tackles and an interception, an interception that actually came on the first play, on came on the game's first play from scrimmage when we saw Tyrod Taylor was trying to scramble to find a player, and they, he saw Pittman, towards the sideline, but when he threw the ball, Kenny Moore jumped around and made a beautiful execution. The way how he was able to pull it off was fantastic. Make sure you guys go to YouTube to see that highlight. It was breathtaking how he was able to haul that pass in. So he was able to finish with four stops and one interception in that matchup. So solid, solid, solid play for Kenny Moore in that matchup. Washington football team, Cole Hokum. he led the Washington football team in tackles with 10. For a huge win in week 13. You know, we definitely want to talk about this young man again, especially when we're going into um, into week 14. There's some good stuff to watch out for 14. So I advise you guys to stay around, to stick around. New York Giants linebacker, Tay Crowler, he led the team against the Philadelphia Eagles with nine tackles. Now, Tay Crowler is the leader tackler uh, for the uh, New York Giants, and he has had himself quietly, a solid, solid year coming into this season, knowing that this is going to be a season where we we're going to see a little bit more action from him, but to know that um, with and Hernandez went down to a season-ending injury. He took over as the Mike linebacker, the Plays, on the field, definitely getting himself um, baptized as being a leader in the NFL. So good work for Tay Crowley. Nick Needham cornerback for the Miami Dolphins, he finished with five stops and also New York Jets running back Austin Walter had two receptions for nine yards. Now, folks, that was the breakdown of what happened in week 13. When we come back, we're going to talk about week 14, some good stuff to be prepared for in week 14. Week 14 is going to be a great. We're getting closer and closer to the playoff run. I can't believe that the season is going by this fast. It's almost already over. But, hey, that's what happens when everyone is having fun. Make sure you guys stay locked in to The Bachelor, dog. stay in um, and chat with Locker Talk on The Bachelor News Radio Network. So, everybody, we know this is Friday, and we know that Friday on the bachelornews.airtime.pro, we feature our album artist of the day from 5 to 5.30. And, yes, with the sounds that I have in the background, you already know who's going to be featured today. Yes, the one and only, Luther Vandross, Big Luther, Little Luther, Kenny Luther, however Luther you want, you gonna have it. Uh, whether if it's you know Big Luther was always uh, you know was the, the you know I think the strongest voice, but who cares? It's still Luther Vandross. So make sure you guys stay locked in tonight from five to five thirty on the bachelornews.airtime.pro News dot Airtime dot Pro, where you hear the one and only Luther Vandross. This guy is legendary. His music is transcendent. Transcendent. It will never die off, that's for sure, especially if you love music. And then on Sunday, make sure you guys stay with the Richmond sounds from not, from 8 to 12 on the Pro. Everyone, make sure you stay locked in. It's going to be a great night of music on the Pro. And we're back. Thank you so much for staying locked in to the Bachelor News Radio, the Bachelor News Radio Network. This is Locker Talk where you guys can hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of com. Make sure you guys follow me on all of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore Report, on Instagram, LockerReport100, all smart tabs. on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also the Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook. But make sure you guys go to YouTube and subscribe to the channel of the Locker Talk Podcast. Now, just got finished wrapping up what happened in week 13 of the nfl in regards to the players who came through the nfl regional combine now we're going to talk about week 14 week 14 i tell you week 14 is definitely going to be special um you're going you to have more teams uh um, playing divisional games especially when they get to the last two weeks of the season so this is crucial time and one of the things that one of the things that was really unique about this year with the NFL, in terms of the schedule, that we had teams that was that actually in the, in their division play each other um, every other week. It was like they, they skip a week, play the week, and it's really interesting seeing how they have some matchups to be that close instead of playing one team from the division from the divisional early in the season, then play that same team again later in the season. For the most part, many of these teams are playing nearly almost like back-to-back games just following one week. And this week, the Dallas Cowboys faces the Washington football team. They face them this week, skip next week, and then, bam, week 16, they play each other again. But this is one thing you have to say about the NFC East. And I know people make jokes about the NFC East. You know, because it is a, a bad division. You know, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it, but it really is. However, when the month of December come around, it's one of the most exciting divisions in all of football. I'm going to tell you why. Because you always have at least one team that does pretty good during the course of the regular season. And this year is the Dallas Cowboys. Majority of the time, it's the Dallas Cowboys. But no matter what, how bad the other three teams are playing, the Eagles, the Giants, and watching, no telling how bad they may play. For some reason, when December rolls around, <laughs> everybody's all of a sudden become competitive, start becoming spoilers, start playing very well, and next thing you know, hitting into the last week of the regular season, trying to decide who's gonna win this division in that current year. And this year is no different. The Dallas Cowboys been rolling all season long. The Washington football team been creeping here and there, but now they're on a four-game winning streak. They are two games behind the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this is the fun part. They have a player on the Washington football team, linebacker, Cole Holcomb. You know who he is. Talk about him all the time. Cole Hokum, For some reason, it's as if this young man was born to play in this rivalry, whether he was going to be a Cowboy or a Washington. Hey, either way, it was like he was born to be. In this division, okay, he's with the Washington Football Team, and it's as if that when he played the Cowboys, he turns into a whole new, complete monster. He lead the team already in tackles, he was doing a solid job for the Washington Football Team this year, especially knowing Chase Young was lost for the year um, due to an ACL injury. But Cole Holcomb, check this out: in the last four games, the last four games. He actually came away with .4 sacks. Okay, let's say let's round it up to one. At least a sack in the last four games. Also, he came away you know, um, stats-wise .3 interceptions. Let's say that's rounded. Oh, one interception in the last four games in each game. And also, far as tackles, eight tackles per alley. Now, that's round that to seven. Seven tackles a game. When he played against the Dallas Cowboys, he just flipped turn into a maniac, and just, just, I mean, you saw what he did to Zeke Elliott last no, last year when he just completely blew him up. I mean, destroyed him. Zeke Elliott is banged up, bad knee right now, and knowing Zeke Elliott, he's going to stand there, one of the better running backs in this league that will take on the block. Trust me, Cole Holcomb is coming. Cole Holcomb and the Washington football team can make things very, very interesting if they pull off this upset win against the Dallas Cowboys, because then they'll just be one game behind. And knowing that they're going to play them one more time, this time it will be in Dallas in week 16. If they were to pull that off, then all of a sudden, let's say they eclipse the Dallas Cowboys and get the number one, yeah um, and become the top seed in that division. And you never know. After all the great play that the Cowboys had all season. The Washington football team is on track and can possibly come by at the last minute and take away the divisional crown that the Dallas Cowboys Dolphins, are sure they want to walk away with. So it's going to be really interesting. Watch out for number 55 for the Washington football team in this matchup. So now, Kumar Cushet Hill, yeah, we talked about him in week 13. Now, he may have something very special also on the plate, and this is not only just for his personal, but also for – The RC platform, yes, the RC platform. Last year, Terrell uh, Terrell Adams, who now is a linebacker currently for the San Francisco 49ers, he finished with 125 tackles. That was the most by a player who came through the NFL Regional Combine platform. He set the record. He actually broke the record that Cole Holcomb, the very Cole Holcomb, has set with 105 tackles when he did in his rookie year. Uh, eclipsing the record that was set by uh, Joe Brown, who had retired from the league but was with the Los Angeles Chargers, where he set the record of 97. Adam, currently with the 49ers, had the record at 125. Looked like it was going to be impossible for that to be broken, but Kumar Crucet Hill is staring that that um stat down right now. Right now, with 83 tackles, he's definitely on pace of eclipsing 100. And 25 tackles this year. That 19 tackle game that he had in in week 13 helped put him in this situation. If he continues this run of what he's doing, I believe there's like five games left in the league. I mean, in the season, if he can get close to at least having double-digit tackles to finish out the rest of the season, yep, um, he he definitely will break the record. So it's something to watch out for for the platform and for Kumar Cushé Hill, if he can pull off this fantastic feat, as a once a solid player, a player that's looking to show his legitimacy in front of teams and scouts and what's going to um, um, make the player legitimate in the NFL is a big contract, and this is something that he is definitely working towards. Absolutely believe that this will be his year, this off, this um, upcoming off season. Now, on the offense side of the ball, we have some several wide receivers now. Adam Thielen missed Week 14 matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we have some good young gun wide receivers out there. Talking about Nick Westbrook or for the Houston Texans. I mean for the Tennessee Titans, Keeling, Keeling Cole wide receiver for the New York Jets. Brandon Zylstra, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, and also new to the mix, Jamarcus Bradley for the Cleveland Browns. All these guys have an opportunity this week in Week 14 to make some big plays to make things happen for that squad. Now, outside of Adam Thielen, had the most touchdowns. He has three touchdowns um, on the season. Killing Cole, he does not have one yet since he's been in the league. Been with the Jacksonville Jaguars for majority of his career for the last four years, not the one deal, one one-year deal with the New York Jets, he has not crossed that goal line just yet. He came came up on close to it short a couple of times, but he did not get across that goal line. I'm still hoping, still believing that he will score a touchdown this season, knowing that Austin Water was able to come in and score a touchdown in his debut in Week 12 of the NFL. So definitely watch out for that with number 88 for the Jets. Brandon Zilstra, like Westbrook Tina, had his first career touchdown reception this year for the Carolina Panthers where he was able to get across that goal line. He's definitely due for another score. Came up short a couple of times, but let's see what he's going to do. Carolina Panthers really believe that he's going to at least score at least one more time before this season is out. And Jamarcus Bradley, Jamarcus Bradley goes up against the Baltimore Ravens. The last outing they played, he had two receptions for 46 yards. Not bad off the of two catches. This time, the Baltimore Ravens go to Cleveland. You have young players that's getting introduced to the NFL. Although he's not a rookie, he was on the practice squad last year, came through the process on the, as a lister because there was no reason to work out for the 2020 season when the Browns still brought him in. He was on that practice squad, and this year, is getting some work in. So it's almost as if he's like a rookie, but on paper, he is not. What he has shown so far this season in this abbreviated time, after we've been activated just a couple of weeks ago, he has shown that he can be trusted with the deep ball, being trusted with the deep ball. Let's see if Baker Mayfield, although he's banged up with his throwing arm, let's see if Bradley can be able to make some big plays against this Baltimore Ravens team that is right now completely beat up in the secondary. You know, so there's something to watch out for. Watch out for number 84 for the Cleveland Browns, DeMarcus Bradley, as he may have an opportunity to make something happen for the Cleveland Browns, as the Cleveland Browns are still fighting to make sure they stay in that playoff hunt. Ife Elbada, defensive end for the Buffalo Bills. Now, last year when he was a member of the Carolina Panthers, where he spent majority of his career, his career three years prior him coming to the Buffalo Bills. He was able to do something that no player from the regional combine was able to do, and that was to get to Tom Brady. He wound up bringing him down, got him on a stack, a really, I mean, a hard hit, too. Fortunately, Brady had vice grips on his hand because if there was another quarterback, that ball would have came flying out. If anybody came on a blind side, lay my man out. Thank God he didn't get hurt. Question is, Buffalo Bills go against the Tampa Bay and Tampa. He's going to line up against Tom Brady again. Can he get to Tom Brady one more time? Can he make that play to help keep the Buffalo Bills on track and staying in this playoff run? Right now, they took that loss from the Patriots. They're kind of reeling a little bit, so they need to get some momentum going. Can if to be that cause that you know that that lubricant that the Bills need to get back on track to get to their winning, winning ways so these guys can stay on top? and stay on pace with this postseason run. All right. All right, folks, that's it for today's show. I hope that you enjoyed it, the breakdown of Week 13, and also you guys are prepared for Week 14. This is Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker Locker.Support.com, and you guys can find me on all my social handles on Twitter, at Locker underscore Report, on Instagram, lockerfort 100 all Small Cats on Facebook, lockreport.com, and also Lock Talk Podcast on Facebook. But go to YouTube, subscribe to LockerTalk Talk Podcast where you see this show in its video format. But make sure you guys definitely go to the pro and check this show out at its scheduled time. The Dosa Dime Show is ready to come on. Miss Yanni Knox, she's ready to get on there, do her thing. I'm ready to jump on and check her out on Facebook. She is fantastic. I really enjoyed listening to her. Make sure you guys stay locked in and follow her. On Facebook, go to show. She gets some good stuff on there. So everyone stay blessed. Have a good weekend. Catch you guys next week.
0: Hola, hola. This is Yanni or DJ and Dan Stanky with today's Dose of the Dime. And I am so thankful that Barry Barnes came back on because I got to tell you, he wasn't there last week. I was struggling. Because you know, I sound smart when I repeat stuff that he says. So if you're interested in sports, make sure you check out his uh, show. You can find all of the wonderful shows that are on the Bachelor News Radio Network on um, http uh, sima, oh, colon backslash backslash the pro. So make sure you check that out because you will find all of our shows. We have some pretty unique shows on there. I mean, there's one about the law. I mean, and and there are a couple of us from Oklahoma that are in there because, you know, Oklahomans are just, we're smart like that. Anyways, but I'm so glad that you guys showed up and showed out for me. Um, You could be anywhere else, but you're here with me. Uh, And if you want to jump in, if you want to join in, you want to find, you know, ask questions or um, make a comment please do so. You can um, actually call and leave a comment at 646-929-0130, or you can go online, again, at thebatchenews.yeartime.pro. And I'm on live on Facebook, on my Facebook group, the uh, Dose of the Dime radio show. You're welcome to catch me there, too, because I am here and I am making it work. So um, if you are interested, I do have different forms of social media. You're welcome to jump in. And as Barry Barnes said, we have a lot of fun in my group. Um, We talk about relationships because unfortunately that is not unfortunately, but that's my goal is for all of us to have healthy relationships and for those of us who have maybe not um, ever experienced what a healthy relationship looks like to actually have some feedback and kind of say, oh, okay, that's not normal. It it is like you – it's really – awesome when I hear someone say, man, um, I listen to your show, and it kind of changed, you know, the way that I look at things, and now our relationship is better. Those types of comments send me through the roof, because I love it. I do. This is why I'm here. The whole goal of this show is to kind of inform you guys, to kind of get you guys ready for things that are coming up, and if you're kind of struggling, to kind of get in there and and talk about things, because that's the thing. That's the name of the game. If you do not talk about things, they never get discussed. You never know anybody else's opinion. And you never know if what you're thinking may be flawed. It might be flawed. So let's move into it. I do wanna chat, that I do have an announcement. We are moving, the show is moving. We're actually moving to Tuesday and it's gonna be 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So again, our my show is moving to Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. And in Oklahoma, of course, and in the Central, you can catch me at five. Um, but it's it's a better slot, and I'm hoping more people will be able to participate because I hear it a lot that they just can't get up this early in the morning, and, of course, I get it. So I am here for you guys. We're getting a better time slot. So next Tuesday, I will be here, again, on the Bachelor News Radio Network, giving you all my love. Listen, I hope you guys join me. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk a little bit about some different things. So let's make this work. Last week, we talked about – avoiding family drama it was actually we kind of interrupted my love series which i don't have a problem with because it was after thanksgiving and some things that happened with a couple of people and i say a couple because uh after i had the show aired i got a lot of comments about people who were getting served uh thanksgiving claps and then they sent the clap back and it was a big problem so i'm glad that we were able to kind of talk about that and lay some ground rules because of course christmas time is coming up and Unfortunately, even though it was supposed to be one of the most festivious times of the year, it's sometimes not. Like for me, um, and I'm just speaking for me. Um, my mother died uh, December 20th, so it, Christmas has never been a huge, huge celebration thing for me. So the problem is, it goes back to the things that we don't know that other people are experiencing um, and why it becomes so stressful. And so we got we dove into that and we talked about some realistic uh, things that you can do during the holiday season to kind of keep yourself on track, okay? So for instance, number one, be, have, your, have realistic expectations if you know then Uncle John gets drunk and he starts talking about Maude in a disrespectful way, then maybe you want to curb him after he has that first beer. You want to have realistic expectations because of going back to what people do in the past, most people don't change unless they're trying to change, unless they're trying to heal. But most people, especially our older folks, they don't change. So if they tripped last year, they're going to probably trip this year and you want to prepare yourself for that. So you want to make sure that you prepare yourself for what is to come and whoever trips with you. And, and, and what I mean by that is you have buttons, all of us have buttons and our family knows exactly which button to push. Because of course, as I told you last week, they put them there. Our families are what unfortunately shape our personality. And so, they're the ones that put those buttons there. They know exactly which buttons to push. And people are messy, and they're going through different things. And, of course, they always follow a pattern. So, again, I go back to be realistic in your planning. If they tripped last year about super stuff, they're probably going to trip this year about stuff. so just be prepared. Um, number two, make your game plan. Make sure that you have a game plan ready. For me, it was ready responses. <clears throat> I have been sick all my life. I work out. Uh, at least five to six times a week and I have been sick all my life but it's always the same calm kind of, oh my god you're so fluffy oh my god and you know what I have my ready responses thank you I'll take that as a compliment hmm six times matter so have your ready responses and if you you know and of course set your boundaries if somebody gets into your space and they they have it upset you that is a good time to calmly Set the rules or correct the behavior now, do know, and this is why I was like, hmm, I don't really want to say correct the behavior on the last show just because I know a lot of are and I'm speaking specifically about um, African American families because it's the only experience that I have. I'm almost for sure other types of families have similar experiences, but for me in an African American family. You can't correct too much. You you can give them, hey, that hurts my feelings, my mom. Please don't say that to me. That kind of really upset me. And they'll listen to it, but it may or may not stick. And you have to be prepared for that. And it's not for a lack of love. Do understand that because people are in patterns. And unless they're trying to heal and change, they're going to take what you say one ear and out the other and keep it moving. Okay. Um, you do want to change the subject if it's really too tough. I mean, of course, you can always just walk away. You don't have to stay there and take that stuff. Make up something. I have to go cut the carpet. I got to go, Grandma. I'll talk to you a little bit, okay? You can make up an excuse and be out. <laughs> it does not have to be. Um, you do not have to stay and take abuse. <clears throat> it's not. You're just. We're not designed for that. We are designed to absolutely have uh, wonderful interactions with family and friends. And unfortunately, sometimes we miss the mark with certain people and that's fine, but you do not have to stay and take anything, all right? Um, And then of course, uh, team up. If you have a friend or family member that knows when Uncle John gets drunk, he's about to come for you, have them swoop in, change the subject, make something up, get his attention and roll out. That's a wonderful thing to do. And unfortunately, sometimes our family is so toxic that the gatherings become a drama-filled event. Now, for me, I can't take too much drama. Um, I've, I've had an ugly divorce. Um, I've had situations that you know, were life-threatening, and I do not do drama very well. So, at the end of the day, if it threatens my sanity or my peace, I'm out. I will not be back. I love y'all, and I love y'all from afar, and I will send you Cards, you need you need money to bury Uncle John, all of that. Um, but I will only take so much, and I'll correct it. And if nothing changes, then I have to go. And that's unfortunately where we're at today on our subject or topic, okay? So let's stay tuned for that. But definitely I want to give you the review the three more things. Uh, Dad said, my daddy said, that when you're in mixed company, there are like three things that you never talk about. That's money, religion, and politics. And the experts want to add to that. We don't talk about the past and we don't talk about personal stuff, especially with family, because not everybody is doing good in this situation. Not everybody is doing good in this post-COVID um, uh, environment. Some of some people are still struggling. And so this is why you want to keep your personal information to yourself. And past information, sometimes starts bringing up, well, you know, Stuff that happened in the past, you cannot change the past. That is an inappropriate time to bring anything up, even if you want to be heard. A family gathering is not the time to do that. Um, Being heard requires you to be by yourself in an honest one-on-one conversation where nobody is upset. That's how you get heard. If you're going off in the middle of a family gathering, I promise you, everything you said will not be heard, and not at all. They will just hear you starting drama. And vice versa, if somebody else is starting drama with you about the past, stuff that you can't control, okay, nod your head and walk away, okay? Only, here's the thing, we cannot control who comes for us. We cannot control what people say to us, but we can't control our reactions, and we can't control the amount of respect or disrespect we allow ourselves to receive. I'm at the bare minimum. I I will not allow people to disrespect me or my children, so I will, will go. I'm out. And it's happened more than once. So I do understand that we love our family, we love Nima, but do know that your sanity, your safety, your pieces work far more than that. Do what you came there to do. Make your visit short. Come in, love on whoever you need to love on, kiss the babies, whatever, and be out if that's what you need to do. So I hope that helped everybody. Um, that was just the review. I just wanted to make sure we got through that. <laughs> And good morning Ms. leslie how are you doing today i do see your comments so hopefully i could see some more comments in a little bit i do want to go back to what i said earlier that sometimes we need to look at the front door and walk out of it okay so when is that when do we <clears throat> get to that point where we need to leave people alone and i don't just mean family but i mean loved ones too okay like people that are that we're in a relationship with okay so we talked a little bit about healthy relationships and how to keep them healthy, and which was a good conversation. Um, but we do want to talk about when you should probably walk away from a relationship, okay? And that's a hard one to talk about because, you know, we all want to feel like our relationships are rock solid and nothing's going to flavor us. But unfortunately, that's not the reality. And sometimes, even though we love somebody so much, it's, um, it's time for us to go. And don't get caught up in a relationship so much that you don't realize that it's getting toxic. That's a real one, okay? We tend to love so hard, especially in this community, so much so that we just, we don't, we fudge we over red flags or we stumble over. And we have red flags that are in a relationship. Red flags are not just for the beginning to see what's going to happen. Absolutely. Red flags are for in the relationship. So when you're in the relationship and you're getting it in, like, you can miss really subtle uh, uh, flags that's that's kind of, uh, as Barry Barnes would say, well, signal i on the play. Listen, you can't do it. You have to be aware. Oh, I see Barry Barnes in there. Hey, brother. I'm so glad you're here. You make me sound so intelligent when I talk to guys. It's a thing. Man, I got to tell you. So, guys, please tune in to his show. His show is pretty good. So, when do we walk away? Hmm. Obviously, there are the five, the, the five obvious ones, okay? Cheating. That's a no-brainer. And, of course, now, do understand I am saying this with a caveat that You can work through anything if both parties are willing to work. I'll repeat that. You can work through anything, but both parties have to be willing to work. It cannot just be you. It cannot just be them. You cannot go in with an attitude. You cannot go in with a, well, she did. It can work if both parties are willing to work. Seeing relationships walk away from cheating, stronger. Because they did the work, but you've got to be willing to jump in here and do the work, and that's the real deal, okay? So cheating is, is one that if, it is, if not both of you guys are not ready to do the work and, and, and heal, you got to move on. The other one, of course, is addiction. Addiction, um, again, if you've invested time, if you've invested, you know, children, if you've invested money in your situation, um, it can be worked through. But, again, it's a hard, uphill battle because addiction plays on things that sometimes feel stronger than family. So you can move through it, but both parties have to be willing to absolutely work. Again, abuse and abuse, and, and I mean two types of abuse. So physical abuse, of course, you, that's a no-brainer. If you are being hurt, this is not the time to try and work that out. You do need to leave immediately. I, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, okay? Um, and is there hope for the relationship? Again, if both parties put in the work. Now, abuse, physical abuse has a emotional component with it, but I will always tell you that emotional abuse is worse than physical abuse. Bruises heal. Emotional abuse, like, you know, disrespect, um, degrading, um, gaslighting, um, uh, calling them worthless. Um, this hurts worse than physical abuse because those scars stay with you for the rest of your life, okay? And let me get a little bit more to that. I know this is a serious topic, and we're going to get on to some more. Tangible things in just a minute But I do want to take a moment to pay the man Take a brief break and talk about Fe- Feature album Friday And listen, we had to have a conversation When our our, our boss came on And he said, hey, so well, for our Feature album Friday It's um, Luther draws, And we were like, hey, okay And I was like, okay, so One of my co-hosts, uh, Lakeisha um, Lewis-Vick, she was like, so what is it? Big Luther or, or little Luther? And so all of us was like Got to be big with <laughs> I hope you guys tune in. It is today, 5:30 Eastern Standard Time. Okay, 5:30 Eastern Standard Time. It's 30 minutes of his whole discography, and we know we love him. So, listen, who is the truth up in the hood. I got to tell you, Who is the truth in the hood. And also, don't forget to tune in to Whisper Softly, Listen, it's the uh, wonderful compilation of slow jams to wind down your wonderfully hectic day. You could just put it on in the background and again on uh the news dot pro and just, you know, cook your food, have a glass of wine, sit and chill. It is the quiet storm for us. For the night listen and so that's every day but saturday sunday through friday and it's going to be at 8 p.m eastern standard time so i want to make sure that you guys tune in for that because those are some good programs i got to tell you i i, I we're going to tune in for big loop Lufa for today loopers gonna to get some love today okay so moving on something that is absolutely 100 a a a no-brainer for me because me yep yeah, you know, I have abandonment issues. So a big thing for me is neglect. Neglect is a huge one. I got to tell you. Okay. So what does that mean? What does neglect mean? Neglect means just what it says. You're not there. You're not showing up. You're not texting. You're not participating. You're in the house. You're in a different room. You're on the Xbox. Neglect is a hard thing. Um, you're out with your boys, you're out with your girls, you're not paying attention to the relationship. And unfortunately, that can really cause problems in the relationship. So for a person like me who have abandonment issues, I would be like, I'm out. Oh, you ain't here? You are I'm out. We're done. Okay? But for people who have high anxiety, this will drag them into a space you don't want them to be in. So we talk about, oh, I hear a lot. Oh, my God, they're crazy. That girl crazy. Sometimes people have high anxiety, so when you don't call or text or you don't show up, you have now driven them into their brainstem and they're automatically all the awful things that could be happening. You're cheating. You're dead. You're here. You're there. They don't know because their anxiety is taken over, and this is when you get the person that's going to call you 15 times because you haven't responded to them. So, no, it's not that they're crazy, but you're not communicating. And remember, when we talked about healthy relationships, Communication is, number one, it's very high up on the list. Communication is absolutely the number one thing that you have to do. Communication is key. You have got to communicate about everything, okay, because people who have abandonment issues, people who have neglect issues. People who have neglect issues will stick around, but they will become codependent on you, which is a whole other thing that we don't even want to talk about today, okay? So make sure that. Your needs are being met. If your needs are not being met, you need to have a conversation. And, again, all of these things can be worked through if both people are ready to do the work. Okay? All right. So if your needs are not being met emotionally, that's a conversation. All right. So relationships are work. But they are worth it. Uh, There is single drama and there is married drama. Okay? And I've, I've had both. Married drama, because here's the thing, all of us have flaws. All of us have uh, drama. All of us have um, things that we have to learn about our partners. All of us have likes and dislikes. All of us have um, things that make us happy and unhappy. So when we come across something that our mate is doing that makes us unhappy, that is the time to communicate that to your mate. Now, obviously, here's where the drawback is. If I've communicated to you that I need for you to do this, and it it shows up again. I'm gonna communicate one more time. I need you to do this. When you do these things, I feel upset, or I feel neglected, or I feel like you don't care. And that's when the person has that time to actually get in and start doing the work, okay? Now, obviously, if it's something that is not within your scope to do, That's also a conversation that you have to have, and that's when we talk about compromise, because compromise is real, and it's good for you guys to do in a relationship, because, of course, we want to keep our relationships, all right? I mean, at the end of the day, we've invested time. We've invested love. We've invested our money, our heart. Hell, those women who have had babies, they've invested their body, and so we want to kind of see it through, and we want to kind of make it work, and so the next thing that I want to say that if you feel obligated to keep our relationship going and you are the only one working to keep that relationship going, you are the only one compromising. you are the only one doing things to make that relationship work, you need to reevaluate that relationship. The one thing, okay, so story time. My ex-husband, um, when I was like, we need to work on this, we need to jump in, we need to make this work, and he would always say, make what work? I was like, well, we we got, you know, we got 10 years invested here. You know, we got children. We got a house. He was like, you know, well, I I just, I don't feel it anymore. And you know what? He is absolutely right. He is absolutely right. 10 years, if he is not happy, it doesn't matter. It's 10 years too long. So you spent 10, you spent five, you spent four. You spent one year working on a relationship. And you want to collect on your time invested. You felt like I've been here long enough, so I should, uh, I, I should stay and make this work because I've been here. That no, if you are not happy, if they are not happy, then no, you're you're just beating a dead horse. You're living in comfort, and unfortunately, comfort doesn't stay too long, especially when you're with someone that that doesn't respect you. Okay. So he was absolutely right. So I I listened to this guy the other day talk about it. He's like, so think of a relationship like an investment banker. So an investment banker would invest money into something, and he would expect dividends after a certain time. Okay, so you put your money, you put your work into it. But if that relationship continues to go downhill, and you're losing money and you're losing time and you're losing happiness and there's no joy, why are you there? A smart investor will pull their money out and find something else to invest in. Now, does that sound cold and calculated? Absolutely. Um, again, and I go back to if your relationship is, you feel like it's worth working it out, both of you have to be involved. It has to take the two people together because otherwise it is not going to work okay so what if the emotional connection is gone we talked about healthy relationships and i told you guys you've got to take that time out to build intimacy you got to so what does that mean okay building intimacy it's not sex it's not sex building intimacy is date night it is liking your mate it is having fun laughing watching binge watching your favorite shows together Now, does that mean if we don't like the same stuff that we can't build intimacy? No. You find what works for you. And if you don't have a lot of money, you find what is cheap. It works for you. You guys can buy two campuses and have a wine and sip at home. You don't have to necessarily spend a whole bunch of money in order to build intimacy. The goal is to do things together that is fun. Do things together that is fun. That's what's going to continue to keep you connected because if that's not there, if the fun is not there, if the, the support and, and the um feel goods aren't there when you see your mate, why are you there? It's just a business arrangement? We don't want that. I don't want that. I'm sure you don't want that. <laughs> okay, so remember it it's you have to laugh. You have to have fun, you have to like your mate. You guys have to do stuff that works for you guys, okay? So if you have a bunch of kids, you have to find a babysitter, and you guys have to do stuff together at least once a week, at least once a week, couple of hours. Guys, you can involve sex. Sex is fun, too. But that can't be the only thing that keeps you because then when it becomes toxic, you don't want that toxic. Fair, fair. Okay, so what happens when you start to feel insecure? Okay, so we can feel insecure for a number of things, like um, the looks, like you feel like you no longer feel confident around your mate. You're starting to feel um, uh, as if you don't look good enough, and for good reason. They're telling you you don't look good enough. Now, um, if they're on you to go to the gym, if they're on you to, you know, lose some weight, if they're on you to um, um, dress better or whatever – That is creeping into a territory that is very emotionally abusive. So you want to be sure that if you're dealing with somebody, that is somebody that is there for your best interest, okay? And not just on looks. If you feel like you can't do anything right, like they yell at you every time you try to do something for them, that's also abusive because then you start second-guessing yourself and your confidence is shaken, and that's going to ruin you not only just in life, but not only just in your relationship, but in life, like in your job. If you don't feel confident, what happens when you are put on the spot to do some big project? This is real talk. So our relationships, unfortunately, dictate our work. And sadly, vice versa, sometimes our work comes home and it it messes up our relationships. So that's why we have to have a, a clear slate. And we'll, we talked about that last um Last time we talked about relationships, that you need a a a 90-minute-a-week news report about everything that's going on so that into your relationship or vice versa. If you've got someone that you're with and they're overly critical regularly and they're always on your case, how can you feel good about yourself? And if somebody is doing that to you, it's not fair. Now, I will say this. This is my caveat. Listen, if you've let yourself go if you have, you know, hit a depression slump and you're no longer doing the things that you used to do to keep yourself up, then, yeah, some of that blame is on you. However, your mate should not ever come to you in a way that makes you feel bad. They should lovingly guide you to a space where you are feeling better about yourself and you guys can work out together, not nitpicking and you should do this and why aren't you even sell it. No, that's a different thing. Disrespect, name calling, criticism—all these things are ugly and awful, and they can lead to emotional abuse, um, especially gaslighting. That will mess you up. And so we talked about gaslighting before, and apparently we'll have to talk about that again because I've, I've had a couple of questions show up about that. So definitely, there are times when you do need to start looking at the front door, as my mom used to say. Um, and these are some of those times. So. We do want to kind of stay in a space where um, love is real and, again, love is complicated. People are messy. We are messy. Um, It is never just cut and dry and easy. There's always some caveat that goes with it, Well, what is, okay? So even in those situations, even in those situations. you should never ignore when someone is being ugly to you. If, and somebody asked me to define disrespect uh, last week. And the disrespect is anything that makes you feel. So that's my show for today. I'm glad you guys tuned in again. Please hit me up. Now remember, I'm moving to Tuesday at at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I hope you guys tune in. Um, I'm gonna leave you with the affirmations that The person I am seeking is also seeking me. I remove all obstacles for us to meet. Again, the person I am seeking is also seeking me, and I remove all obstacles for us to meet. I wish you guys love, and I thank you for tuning in right here on the Bachelor's Radio Network. Sometimes we fall.